You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. How many of you are happy to be here? Today's Happy Father's Day, and we need to be happy for all the fathers in the house. Fathers, raise your hand, be proud you're a father. That is a calling, a mission, a privilege, a blessing. We're going to pray for the fathers later on, but just wanted to greet all of them today, right now, here before the talk. My message starts with, ha- with, with Haggai, chapter 1, verse 2, and it says, the people procrastinate. Everybody say that again, procrastinate. I remember a friend of mine, he said, Brother Bo, procrastination has destroyed my life. And this is it. I promise I will get rid of procrastination in my life tomorrow. (laughs) You know, the problem with procrastination when it comes to dealing with God, ask me what? It's very deceptive. Because you're not disagreeing with God, you're just delaying what He wants you to do. You're not saying no, you're saying later. It's almost like, it's only, you know, you can even be, Lord, you want me to rebuild the temple? You know, if you were the Jew during the time, the time of, Lord, you want me to rebuild the temple? Yes, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. I'm in it. Sign me up. I'm 101%. Yes, I will do it. After I set aside certain things in my life, Lord, you know, my desk is full, my plate is very full, but but once that's done, Lord, it's so fake, right? It's it's like, you know, and and this is what happens when, when you see, procrastination exposes your priorities. Can you say that? exposes and here's the problem when you delay what happens this is what happens I'm going to read to you a scripture passage from Haggai also and he will tell you what happens are you ready Sam ready chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 let's read together everybody 1 2 3 go look at the result you plant much but harvest little pause when you procrastinate when you do not obey right away, when you don't do the will of God right away, this is what happens from the top. Look at the result. You plant much, but harvest little. Does this sound familiar to you? You work and you work and you work and you pour your striving and your trying. And what happens? You're not satisfied with the result. Go on. You have scarcely enough to eat or drink and not enough clothes to keep you warm. Your income disappears as though you were putting into pockets filled with holes. My dear friends, I I just want to ask this question to you. Everybody say, I'm listening. Do you sense shortage in your life? Do you sense lack in your life? If so, ask this one question. This may not be the cause for the shortage, but I know that for some people, this is the cause. You have delayed your obedience. And that's why there is also a delay 
of your blessings. It might not apply to everyone in this room, but it will apply to some people in this room. If it is for you, it's for you. If this message is not for you, it's not for you. But just ask the Lord that. If there is shortage in your life, touch somebody beside you. Don't delay your obedience. Because when you delay your obedience, you delay your blessings. And, and this is what happens. You see, in Haggai chapter 1 verse 2, the, the Jews, they, they were supposed to build a temple, but they said, it's not yet the right time. This isn't the right time. You know what? Let's say the opposite. Why don't we say together, everybody, one, two, three, go, now is the time. Elbow somebody beside you and say, now is the time. Whatever God is telling you to do, now is the time. Don't delay. But you know what? When you look at that verse that we just read, we plant much, but we harvest little. The shortage might not be outside. The shortage might be inside. Meaning to say, if you look around you, there's so much surplus, so much blessings, but inside there's a lack. There's a shortage. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can I give you an example? I mean, think about it. You look around you, there's so much wealth out there, but there's so much worry. There's so much consumption, but there's so much complaining. There is so much stuff, but there's so much sadness. Think of a, let's, let's think of a guy. Let's think of Carlo. Carlo was a clerk before, but is now a supervisor. When he became promoted to become supervisor, my gosh, he was so happy. Carlo was, was, was like on cloud nine. When he would wake up in the morning, he would say, hello, Carlo supervisor, you know? And he, and he would walk to his office with his, with his head high and his chest out, and, and he said, hi, I'm a supervisor, you know? And, and they, they, they upped his salary. They, they increased the salary to 32000 Whoa! He felt he was the most blessed person in the universe. You know, he knows, he knows 32000 will not be, you know, will not give him luxury. But, you know, now from Jolly Jeep to Jolly Bee. You know, he, he, he knows. He's just, he's so happy. So, so anyway, he, he, he really, really was a happy person, this Cardo guy, until... Say that with me. Until he had this high school reunion. And he started talking to one of his former classmates. And as they were chatting, the, form, the former classmate tells Carlo, You're a supervisor also? Yes. Carlo said, Oh, diba? Galing. I have dalawang staff. Two, 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 two in my staff. How about you? And Carlo said, 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5? Oh, dalawang boss. Isang staff. Hati kami. You know, we, we, we have, we have, there are two bosses, so we have one. 0.5. Oh, okay. So, pero okay, diba? Supervisor. Yes, yeah, supervisor. And then the other guy said, you know, I, I, I can't believe it. I, I received now 52,000 pesos. Ikaw. <laughs> you know, from that time on, after that sentence, Carlo felt horrible. 
He hated his job. He hated his boss. He hated his company. He hated the fact that he was only earning 32000 He hated Jolly Jeep and Jolly Bee. He, he hated everyone. Did the blessings change? No. There was a shortage inside. Why? It is comparison. When you start comparing, this is what happens. It steals your joy. It steals your happiness. I want you to, again, squeeze someone's hand until that hand breaks. And tell that person, stop comparing. It's true. You're just taking away the joy of the blessings of God. The shortage is inside. We planted much. We harvested little. But you know, I'll tell you why. Comparison is just the symptom of the problem, not the problem. Do you know what's the root problem? Ask me what. The root of a dissatisfied life is idolatry. Idolatry. You know, when you hear the word idolatry, the first thing that comes to your mind, I know, half-naked men, painted face, you know, bowing to a strange rock, you know? And, and maybe we we're, we're think of those, those, things, those, those natives that we watch in the movie. And, no, no, no. Modern people, we are idolatrous. Ask me when. Louder. When we expect from stuff, what we should be expecting only from God. Only from God. And that is why the frustration level of people is sky high. People are so frustrated with their spouse, with their parents, with their children, with their friends, with their boss, with their job, with their career, because they're expecting something that can only come from God. But they're expecting it from their spouse. You know, when a marriage, when a, when a, when a marriage, when a married pe- uh, couple comes in front of me and they tell me that they got problems, that's the first thing I ask. I, you know, yeah, there might be abuse, there might be adultery. That's a totally different matter. But but when there's none, there, when when I know that they're faithful to each other and they're trying to love each other, but they're dissatisfied with each other, I ask that question: Are you expecting from your spouse what you should be only? expecting from God. Because if, if God puts His love... You know, I love my wife. And my wife loves me. But I don't depend on her for my security and my ultimate happiness. Do you got what I'm saying? I, I get that from God. I have a strong relationship with God. He loves me. And He fills my heart to the overflowing so that when I get into my relationship with my wife, I don't drain her. I don't suck her dry. No. I get that from God. I go into marriage already full, overflowing with the love of God. And, 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 I'm, and that's the reason why I'm able to love someone. Am I making sense to you? You know, have you made your job your idol? That's my question. And, and you might say, well, maybe, I don't know, not really, Bo, not really. But, you know, let's go back to the time of Haggai. You know, the, the Jews... They were not building, you, know, you heard what Audi was saying? They were not building the temple because they got distracted with building their own temple. Meaning to say, they, they prioritized their homes, their house, before God's house. And I don't blame them. You see, when you have your own house, 
you get three things. Think about it. When you have your own house, you get security, you get status, and you get satisfaction. I mean, face it. If you have your own house, you have secure. If you're renting, the owner can kick you out anytime, not renew the contract. But if you have your own house, no matter how small, it's like your, that's your little kingdom. Status. If you have your own house, you level up. Before that, your real estate investment was the soil in your potted plant. That was it. But all of a sudden, if you own, no matter how small, oh, your status goes. Satisfaction. You know, you have your own house. There's convenience, there's comfort, there's coziness. You know, it's nice. Let's translate that to job because this whole series is about work. How many of you would want to have job security? Everybody. How many of you want to have job status? How many of you want to have job satisfaction? All of us do, yes? But here's my question. At the end of the day, is there really such thing as job security? A friend of mine, Benji, 30 years in a company, reports to the president, directly to the president. He thought he was secure. Well, one day, the president called him to his office, and the president said, this is your last day at work. What security are you talking about? There's no such thing. Thanks be to God, he now has a, a, a business that's blessing him, earns twice now than whatever he was earning before. But I want you to understand this. Do not, everybody say, do not. Get your security from your job. Get it from God. Because if you, if you right now, have you lost your job? You're here, you're attending, you're saying, Hey, Bo, that's perfect. I lost my job. Let me speak to you. God is your boss. He's just reassigning you to a new mission. And you need to believe in that. Status. You think you get your status from your job, from your position, from your title? <laughs> I remember Jimmy. Jimmy had a, had a he was an executive for 21 years. He was the youngest executive and he stayed in a company for 21 years. He had an executive car. He had a country club membership. They even gave him access to a private elevator. Only the executives can use that elevator. Secret, you know, from the parking, basement, boom, only them. He had a secret key. Well, Jimmy, he was telling me the story, retired, three years later, goes back to his office, half expecting that they will still give him special treatment. <laughs> the new security guards did not know him. This, this, the, no special parking space, no more. What special, special elevator? No, gone. Some of the employees said hi. They recognized him. Many of them did not. He was no longer in power. And he was telling me, Jimmy was telling me, Brother Bo, I gave my life 21 years as an executive to that company. Now I'm, I'm a nobody. They treated me like everyone else. They told me to fall in line like everyone else. It hurt my ego. I know it's all ego, but it hurt. I'm a nobody. I smiled at him and I said, think about this, Jimmy. In this world, we're all nobodies. But in the heart of God, you will always be a somebody. Tell somebody beside you, you're a somebody. 
You're a somebody. In, in, in the book of Psalms, it says, God is our safe place. Can everybody say that? God is our safe place. He is, our, he is the source of our security. He's also the source of our status. You understand what I'm saying? Do not look at your job for satisfaction, ultimate satisfaction. Yes, be satisfied with your job. Are you happy with your job? Are you happy with your work? Do you love what you do? That's good. I'm happy with what I do. I love to preach, but I know that one day, I won't be able to preach the way I'm preaching to you now. I'll be older. And you know what? Other people, the younger people would not want to listen to an old man. Ultimately, one day, the people here in front of me will all be old. The younger people will go to the younger preachers because they, they, have, they, they can identify. You, know, you got what I'm saying? A day will come when everyone who will be here will be senior citizens. Our feast will be called Feast Airport. Departure area. Marketing slogan, almost heaven. You know, I, I was telling me this. She's a friend and, and she told me, Brother Bo, lahat ng mga artista, all the showbiz stars need to understand this. And I tell them this. A day will come. They need to be ready. You know, at the peak of our career, we cannot even walk in the mall. You know, a showbiz star, you walk in the mall, in Tagalog, dudumugin ka. You cannot take one step. I mean, they're there getting your autograph and getting their selfies. It's impossible. But then before you know it, she was telling me this, before you know it, you get shocked. You walk in the mall and no one recognizes you except the older people. The young people ask, Mommy, sino yan? <laughs> Who is that mommy? And the mommy says, Sikat yan! Ouch. She was famous once upon a time. If you're going to make that your God, you'll be very frustrated. Job, people, fame, money, all of them will fail you. Do not worship them. Do not expect from stuff but only God can give you. My dear friends, I urge you right now, repair your altars. Put God first. Worship God alone. And can I invite you to stand up? I, I just want to share this to you. <laughs> In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, you know this verse so well. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Tell somebody beside you all these things. I'll end with this story. You know this story already. There was this mom and she was shopping in a very crowded mall. It's almost Christmas. A little girl, her daughter, very small, very tiny, 
And the mother was scared because she might get lost in the, such a thick crowd. And she, she, she tells her daughter, Princess, hold mommy's skirt. Did, did you hear me? Do not let go. Yes, mommy. Yes, mommy. Okay. Two hours later, the mother goes to the security guard. Mamang guard, mamang guard. Have you seen a small girl holding a skirt? We make the same mistake as that little girl. We hold on to the skirt, not the one wearing the skirt. We hold on to our blessings, not the one who gives us those blessings. Can I make an announcement? Do not worship the blessings. Worship the blesser of the blessings. That's who you worship. Your jobs will go away. Your security will go away. Your status will go away. Your titles will go away. Your roles will go away. All of these privileges will disappear. They really, really will. Only God's love won't. And that's what you worship. You worship God. You make Him first in your life. I'm going to ask you this question. Is there something that God wants you to do and you've been delaying? You've been postponing? You've been distracted? Make a decision right now. Put your hand over your chest and say, Father in heaven, I want to obey you. I want to follow you. I want to live for you. I want to give my life to you. Father, here I am. I receive today your power, your Holy Spirit. I put you first in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.